want to be the hand holding you or helping you through this journey. And I don't want people to feel like they're alone because I get it. You know, I've been there. I didn't just create like a line to make money. I created a line, you know, to help people heal. And for me, it was number, yes, about the ingredients, about the safety first and foremost, right? And I want to get you to where you're, you're happy in your skin. And for me, what I feel is the only way I can get you to where you're happy in your skin. It's not a a quick, let me just make you look good today. I want to get you to healthy skin because when your skin is healthy, it's going to stay good and it's going to behave for you when you need it to behave. Yes. And for the most part, it's it's going to stay well. I'm not going to say you're not going to, I have bad days too. And when mm-hmm. I have a bad day, I have to take a pause and say, all right, what is it my body's trying to tell me? Right. What is it it needs? As moms, we often wonder, am I doing enough for my kids? I'm here to tell you, you are super mama. That's because we have an undeniable superpower, our intuition, and it never steers us wrong. I call it our mom sense. Hi, I'm Kanika Chadda Gupta, and I'm the host of That's Total Mom Sense. I'm a journalist, entrepreneur, wife, and mom of three, twins plus one. Now, if I had a dollar every time I heard, gee, you have your hands full. On my podcast, I interview influential moms from various industries and cover topics that all first-time parents grapple with, from getting your baby to sleep to screen time allowance, your new normal in your marriage, and how to dedicate time to yourself. Learn and laugh along with that total mom sense. So one of the most important things that we have to be mindful of, especially when we hit our 40s, is skincare and how important it is to have the right skincare that is something that you can use for the rest of your life and is free of chemicals and toxins. Um, Oftentimes, what was the big names we're using in the past? So I am so excited to have with me a friend, a doctor, and now a skincare uh, entrepreneur to shed light on her journey and how she delved into this career path and how she's helping men and women improve and love the skin they're in. Dr. Alpa Patel is a pediatrician who has retired from her clinical practice, is a biochemist, mother of two, and now the CEO and co-founder of Lavanya. After completing her bachelor's in biochemistry, Alpa worked as a biochemist for a short time learning to identify and separate chemicals in pharmaceutical waste for recycling before going on to medical school and a pediatric residency. She and her husband, an internal medicine physician, settled in Connecticut after marriage and started their family medical practice together. Unfortunately, during the 15 years she spent growing her medical practice and raising her two children, Alpha also dealt with rare chronic medical conditions. After suffering for years, with severe health issues, chronic illnesses, surgeries, and treatments, she was forced to close her pediatric practice over four years ago and move her family across the country. Once she realized that the treatments were doing more harm than good and were also damaging her skin, she turned to researching botanicals, natural oils, and Ayurvedic ingredients to treat herself. By adopting a holistic lifestyle using medication and nutrition, Dr. Alpa regained the strength she needed. 
She used Ayurvedic and plant-based ingredients in both topical form to rejuvenate the skin, as well as homemade juices to revive her health at the cellular level. By utilizing her biochemistry background, not only was she able to turn her skin back to life, but she was also able to formulate simple, safe skincare solutions for all of her family members. That's when she knew she had something to share with the world. And here we have the birth of Lavanya, a 100% clean, vegan, non-toxic skincare brand made for the health of your skin, which combines science and nature for the most visible and effective results. Other than her efforts with Lavanya, Dr. Alpa enjoys painting, meditating, spending time with her family, and in nature. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Ganika. I'm so excited to be here and to be introduced to your followers. Absolutely. I have to tell the audience that I consider you a Didi, so I call you Alpa Didi. And we just struck this very innate kind of friendship. And I feel like that is so rare in your adult life to connect with somebody um, in such an organic way and instantly. And so we did that um, after meeting on Instagram and, you know, getting phone calls going. And I feel like our first phone call was two hours long, something <laughs> like that. And yeah, and, yeah. And after that, it was just, you know, we're texting, we're, you know, keeping in touch with each other. I'm so grateful to have you in my life um, as a guiding light on so many levels. Oh, thank you so much. And I'm so, so fortunate to have met you too. And, you know, Kanika is so right. Like the first time I met her, she just became my little sister. (laughs) Thank you. And so, you know, yeah, so we just, you know, we clicked instantly and we just have that bond that just, we don't know where it comes from. And it's like, we've known each other forever. And it's so funny because, you know, this is the first time we're seeing each other. (laughs) Yes, in person. I mean, yeah, on Zoom, but same thing. So let's start from the very beginning. What was it like growing up for you? Oh, wow. I'm going to be honest. Growing up was difficult. It was not easy. My dad was a mathematical professor in Mumbai. He had severe asthma and allergies and the doctors couldn't help him. And they recommended that he move out of the country. So soon after I was born, I think I was a year and a half. That's when we emigrated to the U.S. And our family on both sides, like nobody had been to the U.S. So we had no support. So I think that was really difficult. I grew up in New Jersey. You know, we spent a little bit of time moving around, Mm -hmm. but I grew up in New Jersey on the East Coast. Uh, I I think I was there from the time I was six. And we were, you know, we grew up in Bergen County, which is a very Caucasian, upper suburban town. And I think I was like only one of like three or four brown kids in the entire school. And the other (laughs) one was my sister. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, so you know, there was yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot of adjustment. I felt like, and I know Ganika has a similar background to me. She comes with you know from a family of four with two sisters, and you know I was the oldest, so I feel like you know it was always like a responsibility. You know, so it's okay. You have your family from India looking back, and you have your family here, and there's always expectations. Right. So it was tough. I, I'm not going to say it. You know, it wasn't tough. There was a lot of adjustment, but. You know, I think all of those things make for an interesting life. And that's why we're here to grow and learn. Exactly. Every experience has taught me something. Yes, yes. 
Did you know you wanted to pursue medicine from the very beginning? Did your parents kind of pressure you down that path? Well, we all know Indian parents love having <laughs> doctors in the family, right? Doctors, engineers, lawyers. Yeah. Um, but for me, it was my love that pushed me into medicine. I'm not going to say my parents weren't happy. You know, my father just wanted me to have a good education. I think that was first and foremost. You know, what I decided to do was my choice. And I remember like telling people, I think I was five. Somebody asked me, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? Okay. Either a teacher, a doctor, or Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds and right so I, about right. I mean, you're all three. <laughs> and, you know, growing up, you know, finally it just became, you know, medicine was the both of those. You know, I had an intense passion for healing. That was, I think, always innate in me. I was a fixer. I think I was always of a mom, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> even as a kid, I was always taking care of little cousins or other people's kids or whatever. And so, you know, becoming a pediatrician, it was sort of like those both of my loves, which was my passion for healing and my love of teaching. It was I could do both. And that's yes. really what it was. And and it was sort of the perfect career for somebody like me who wanted to do those two things. Yes. Now, what would you say was, you know, the turning point in your life? Because we've talked about this, but I want the audience to understand. You know, I've had so many turning points. It's, you know, when I say I've had a lot going on in my life, Danica knows we've gone through, (laughs) you know, probably half of what I've been through. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, I think the biggest turning point was getting sick and it was tough. The first time I think my son was about a year and a half old had just started my practice. It was so new, maybe like nine months old. My, I had helped my husband start his practice when I was on maternity leave with my son. And soon after a lot of his patients, I was sort of in between and they were like, well, why doesn't she come here? We don't have a female physician. We would love to have somebody else here. And so yeah. it was great. And, and, and I wanted to do that because, you know, one of the reasons my husband and I started our practice was we felt like, we went into medicine to take care of people Mm. and medicine started changing. And at that time, it was when you're working for someone else, it becomes a numbers game. How much time can you spend with each patient? You know, what are your hours? What are you, you know, expected to accomplish versus, you know, what are you really doing? And for us, it was that. So if a child is sick at five o'clock, I'm not going to tell the mom, hey, I'll see you tomorrow or in two days. I'm going to say, come in now, because as a mother and as a woman, I understand like they're not going to be able to sleep. I'm not going to be able to sleep. I want Mm -hmm. everyone to be able to sleep. Right. (laughs) So that was it was that. And so getting sick, it was our practice. You know, it was full time. I started passing out just at work. It took nine months for them to finally find the problem and diagnose it, which was super rare. And then that led to complications and more rare diagnoses that came. It was a 15-year battle. I think I got diagnosed with three rare conditions. Like the first one was, you know, it affected the fluid around my brain, which had all leaked out. I was pretty much in and out of hospitals for nine months. I had a new child at home. I had a new practice that was on hold. It was, it was super tough. And So working through all of that, I mean, during that time, I was, I just kept going, right? I think that's also the mentality of South Asians often to just push, 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 right? And we all do it. And looking back on my life, I see that that's what I did. I just kept pushing, kept pushing, kept pushing. 
I kept trying to be there for everybody else except myself. Mm. And one day, (laughs) one day we were driving down the highway in Connecticut and I had had another child. My daughter was five. My son was 10. And as we're driving down the highway, we must have passed about five hospitals and three amusement parks. Every single hospital, my daughter stopped and said, oh, I know that hospital. We went there to see mommy. I know that hospital. Mommy was there. But she had never been to any of the amusement parks. And it broke my heart. It just, it broke in half. And I was like, what am I doing? And I had to take a pause and I had to think about it. And I had to really make a decision that was not only right for me, but was right for my family too, because I owed them too. Mm -hmm. And I was constantly just pushing and trying to be there for everybody else. And God, like the biggest thing I learned is that I can't be there for anyone unless I'm there for myself first. Right. So if there's one thing I try to pass on to everybody, it's that, you know, take time for yourself. And that life is about living. It's not just doing, doing, doing and accomplishing things. It's about living. It's about the little moments, right? It's about the little things that we all take for granted. And you know, when you have children, the first thing we say is don't miss out on a single moment because you won't get that time back. Right. That's sage, sage advice. And it breaks my heart to think that you had to weather so many storms where, you know, you're trying to stay strong for yourself and then for your family. And, and I'm sure you felt guilty that you couldn't create certain memories for your children. But believe me, I think the way that your story, your life has played out, it's only going to give them a certain resilience and tenacity that they've learned from you, from their mother. Yeah. And I definitely see that. I mean, I've told you this before. My children have always been my strength since Mm -hmm. the time they were born. They were the one thing that, you know, pushed me. And uh, one thing I've mentioned to you also is I've had four near deaths. And every single time, you know, they were told she might not make it back. And I have to say every single time it was that they were the ones that pulled me back. It was their spirit. It was their love. They wouldn't have let go. And they always pull me back. That's incredible. That's so incredible. So how are you managing your health now in this present day? (laughs) So different. So different. So I went through such a huge turnaround when that happened. And yes, you know, that was one of my turning points. There was another turning point. And it was, I still remember that day so clear in my head. I was at work. I, you know, had come in at nine o'clock to start seeing patients. I was planning to work a half a day. And then I had an appointment with my neurologist in the afternoon. And she had started me on a new medication. I had been feeling a little funky for like a few days. So I went in and I knew I was feeling funky. Half half a day, I can handle it. (laughs) I was in with my last patient and it was such a scary experience. And that's why I'll never forget it. I was looking at the computer and suddenly I couldn't see it was black. I could not read the computer at all. I couldn't even look at it. Luckily, my mind, you know, like when you see enough patients and you do enough talking, like everything just becomes rote. It just comes out. So I finished everything I had to say to the mom, the instructions that I had, whatever. And then I turned around and even at that time, she was like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm okay. I'm okay. And I stood there 
And then suddenly I couldn't move my legs. And I was like, there's no way I can walk out of this room. I was being held up on the counter. (laughs) So then she asked me again, are you sure you're okay? And this time I was like, nope, not okay. Not okay. I need help. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And, you know, by the time everything came around, everyone thought I was having a heart attack, rushed to the hospital. Even when I got there, I I literally had to be dragged. (laughs) My gosh. Oh my goodness. You know, my husband's like, go to the ER. I'm like, nope, I'm not. I'm going to go see the doctor. I went to the doctor's office. He was like, oh, you're going to the ER. I said, no, I'm not. She's like, oh yes, you are. I'm calling your husband. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I can't even imagine the dynamic between physicians because you know everything and sure you have a specialty, but you have much more of a, um, you know, deeper understanding of what's going on. (laughs) And then you can be headstrong and say yes or no, or I need this, or I don't want that, you know, more than just a patient. (laughs) You can't, you can't, but even then you're still treated as a patient. So, and and I think it's important for everybody, not just physicians, but everybody has to be an advocate for their health. Right. I mean, right. granted, I was the wrong way. It was just, I had been in so many hospitals. I was so tired of being a guinea yeah. pig. I was so, yeah. so tired, right? So going to the hospital again, really? Uh-uh. I can't yeah. handle this. Yes. Yeah. When I got there, they were like, all right, you're breathing at 60%. We really don't know how you're standing or managing anything. Oh my God. Oh my and it was so funny. This you'll get a crack out of. <laughs> my husband calls, of course, you know, the cardiac specialist and the pulmonary, top pulmonary, top cardiac, because he was friends with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all three of them, three men, okay? yeah. two of them quite older, all of them standing there. I'm in the bed with a gown on, all standing there with like that face, you know, that guilty, scared face, looking at each other. And I'm like, What's going on? They just kept looking at each other going, you tell her, you tell her. Oh, you no. Tell- <laughs> Nobody oh wanted to tell Tell me. They're like, all right, we need to transfer you to a, a bigger hospital to get a cardiac cath done. And I was like, what? <laughs> That's why none of us wanted. They were oh all so scared to tell me about any procedure. Right. And so I found out, you know, that's when I found out my third rare condition, which is, you know, my arteries tend to squeeze shut. My body's been through so, so much pain and I'm quite tolerant of it. I became quite tolerant of it. But, you know, your body still reacts as much as you can say mentally, I can handle it. Sometimes your body still reacts. So my body was reacting, saying, I can't handle this anymore. Like, what else do I have to do to scream at you to say, stop, get some help? Yes. Yes. It was because also all of the medications. And that's when I made that next decision. And I told all my doctors, I'm done. I'm absolutely done. No more new drugs. I don't care what new medication comes out. I don't care what new test comes out. I am done. I started weaning myself off of things. I started acupuncture, acupressure, Reiki, reflexology. You name it. I did hypnosis. I've done past life regression. I mean, I have been around the world. I have met with Ayurvedic masters from India, naturopathic experts from Europe. I mean, you talk about it. I have tried it. Shaman, tried it. Wow. <laughs> wow. Swamis, I've done it all. Right? <laughs> um, yeah. You just, you wanted to pull out all the stops because all the conditions you had were rare and it's like someone fixed this. Yes. And I needed it to be fixed in a way that wasn't going to hurt me more. And right. because that's what I learned is that all the medications, all the treatments, they were actually making me less strong. My body was getting weaker. 
I wasn't able to tolerate things as much. Like every time I had a condition, I had a complication. Every time I was started on something new, I had a rare complication. I was just one of those people also Mm -hmm. that, you know, those kind of things didn't work. I needed to be on a more natural therapy. I also needed to learn how to heal myself. And so that whole experience, that journey brought me to a place where I learned that I also have power over my body. I have the ability to tell my body what I want and to expect certain results from it. I've also learned what it needs to heal. I've learned to listen to my body. And so when I have to stop, when I have to heal, when I have to rest, when I have to hydrate, you know, when I need more nutrition, every signal I'm so attuned to now. I feel like I have so much clarity over my own body. And for once, I feel like I'm in charge, right, of this. And that's the thing I learned through also my spiritual journeys is that this body was given to me by God. And the remote control for this body was also given to me. And no one else has that control except me. Yes. And so I had to learn to use it and to listen right. to it. Right. And, and accept get there, it. Accept it. And yes. I had to learn to spend time with myself and really just mm. focus on me for a change. I had to focus on, well, what does this, this body need? Yes. What does this soul need? Yeah. One thing that I, you know, just find so fascinating about you and I love about you is that You have been trained and have the credentials in allopathic medicine and holistic, and you understand the um, nuances of both. And usually when you speak to a physician, they're so far down one path and, you know, have blinders on and don't really agree with any of the other philosophies, you know, or, or types of medicine out there, but you've almost crossed over and you're so much more of a uh, holistic and naturopath. So anti the prescription drugs and dependencies that, you know, oftentimes the generations before us are like, literally they're beholden to for the rest of their life, you know? And so tell us about that because you're an anomaly. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, you know, that started early on. Yes, I was trained in allopathic medicine, but I I would have to say that's one thing my husband and I have always had tremendous respect for all the other types of healing. And we've always understood there's a place for it. Mm. And at that time, we were only trained in allopathic. So we didn't do as much because we felt like, okay, well, we're not trained. We don't know it as much. Slowly, we started incorporating and we actually have been certified, like we've taken certification classes in like nutrition and, you know, holistic therapies and so forth along the way, because, because we had a family practice, I think it was also quite unique and it, yeah. and it was, it was good for both of us. So one thing I used to always tell my patients is like, listen, I know I'm a little hard on you. I know I expect certain things from you, but I have a reputation when you graduate from me. <laughs> and you're an adult, you will be going to my husband. And if you don't go to him in prime health, that looks bad on me. <laughs> That's great. So, this is a partnership. We need to work together. Yes. So when you graduate, I know that I passed you off and handed you off in good condition. What happens after that? That is his concern. Right. But my concern is this. And the one thing I learned is, you know, soon after starting practice, 
you know, at least in that also, we were quite attuned. I was like, you know, it's so funny. I'm starting to see so many more food allergies in kids. So unusual, Mm, right? Like why all of a sudden, like, you know, 20 years ago, I, there was none of this. Why all of a sudden so, so much, right? Yeah. And also just getting sick and having resistance. Like I would have some kids that no matter what antibiotic I threw at them, they're resistant or they have an allergy. There's nothing else I can use. Right. I'm like, by the time you're 18, if you're going through that much medication that's supposed to be used on a temporary basis, that's a problem for your yes. body. Yes. And so and your things, uh, gut and, you know, your yeah microbiome. Everything. And the one thing we also learned through my experience is that you, you shouldn't be relying on anything external to keep you healthy, yes. meaning that we've been given everything, right, mm-hmm. to maintain health. If there's a problem, it's because we're doing something wrong. We're either giving our body something it shouldn't have, we're exposing it to something that is harmful to it, right? and we're not taking the time to figure out the root cause. We're just right. looking for that Band-Aid, and those Band-Aids pile up until eventually there's nothing available for anybody to use to help you. And that's a problem, right? That's a huge problem. And so starting off, especially with kids, Mm. least invasive is always better. So, you know, one thing, you know, you and I talked about, like before I left my practice, you know, kids would get sick often. I would start teaching the mom how to give them turmeric supplements, how to make turmeric lattes, drinks, whatever smoothies with green in it, you know, how do we Mm -hmm. get these vitamins into the kids in a more natural way? Yes. Can you start giving them, (laughs) yeah. Can you start giving them acai and goji berries to increase their immunity? And when I started doing that, parents were coming back to me saying, oh my God, my kids don't get sick anymore. You're going to be out of practice soon. (laughs) Stop. And I was like, no, I'm doing it right. That's my goal. My goal is to teach you to live healthy and strong. If I've done that, I've done a good job and I'm happy. Now I want to get into your business of skincare. And I feel like you've married your uh, skills and past in biochemistry with your medical acumen and you've created this. And it was also born from a problem that you had. And so I feel like entrepreneurs are just resident problem solvers. And if you've been there all the more reason you are out to look for a solution. So how did your skincare line just manifest? Yeah, so after we moved out to California, we really started a more holistic lifestyle for all of us. We, you know, our diet changed tremendously. We became completely vegan. We started incorporating meditation and yoga regularly, you know, just spending out, you know, time outside in nature. Mm. And at that time, I was still having tremendous problems with my digestion, which is my third chronic illness, which has always been a problem. And so my husband was actually mixing up little what I call potions and concoctions at home. They were really powdered supplements. A lot of them Ayurvedic, ashwagandha, turmeric, you know, wheatgrass, acai, goji, you know, he would just mix up little things to try to improve my health. My skin was horrible. It had thinned. I had pockmarks and divots in it. I had Mm. discoloration. I had lots of hyperpigmentation. I had just rough texture. I had lost almost half of my hair. You know, it was like I had been through chemotherapy. 
right. you know, between right. all the drugs that I was treated with, with all mm-hmm. those years. And then suddenly I went through like an immense three-year detox where I just got rid of everything. Yeah. And so it was like my body had been yo-yoed around and it was bringing health back through all of this. And as I started researching, like I was heavily into the research, he started coming in, making stuff. And I started hitting all the books and reading everything, researching everything that had to do with plant-based medicine, botanical medicine. Like I learned so much and I got so excited because I was like, oh my God, like every time I would talk, oh my God. you know all of these things and they were coming from like you know australia india africa china there was like bark seeds trees like all of these things i started mixing up stuff at home and making you know remedies masks for myself for my kids and then one day my sister came to me and her daughter was 11 months old she had had bad eczema since she was a baby and she had been, she was being treated with topical steroids. This was like, you know, two or three months of being on topical steroids on and off, on and off. And so she was like, all right, can you take a look at her skin now that you're doing all this stuff for yourself? Can you look at her skin and tell me what's, I said, oh my God, please stop the steroids. Number one, <laughs> as Kanika knows, steroids mm-hmm. are my big no-no. I've yeah. had bilateral cataracts. I've had bilateral hip replacements all damage done from all the steroids I was on. So, you know, these things, they have, um, they have a trigger for me because of everything I've been through. I don't want to see anybody else go through it. And so when I see somebody putting something on, on their skin, that's going to be absorbed and invariably possibly cause some sort of complication later in life, I I stopped them because I was able to create a simple three ingredient botanical remedy for this little girl. And in three days, her skin was cleaned up. And my sister was like, oh my God, that's amazing. And so, you know, she's been on it her whole time. She has a little brother. And ever since he's been born, he's been on it. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. they both know, and they'll often come to me and they'll tell their mom too, okay, we need the up on medicine because we're starting (laughs) to get itchy. (laughs) They know not to use anything else. They come to me to get something. And, you know, that's when she was like, you really have to start teaching other people. You have to let them know because they don't know. She was like, I didn't know that these chemicals are bad for you. I didn't know. Like she was starting to show me all the stuff that she's using for her kids or in her house. Right. And oftentimes they have ingredients that may not be on the FDA list right now, but, you know, they're already flagged by the European markets. There's already some research showing, hey, there could be a possible complication through mm-hmm. absorption with this. Yep. So, and the way I feel is, you know, the world is so small now. We have access, you know, to knowledge from all these other countries that have been using this stuff. And the other thing I tell people, skincare is not new. Skincare mm-hmm. has been around for thousands, thousands of years. Yes. In ancient India, they would be in the forest. Listen, you get a rash, you get a breakout. They were happening back then. They would just grab some leaves, some bark, smush it up and make a paste. So all of these amazing ingredients, if we source them and we find how they work together and we combine them in a mindful way so that they have beautiful synergy and they work just as well as all those chemicals people have been using recently. Why? I mean, why expose yourself to that when there's another choice? When there's exactly. another option. Exactly. That's efficacious and, you know, no side effects. Uh, absolutely. 
How did you come up with the name Lavanya? <laughs> so when we started the brand, yeah, you know, I had just fallen in love with the Sanskrit language, you know, and, you know, I, I just, I really wanted to use a Sanskrit word that embodied what I saw beauty as. And the thing is, I see beauty in everyone and it's there. It's that flicker, you know, it's that light. And sometimes they're not letting it be as bright as it should be. And oftentimes people are, and I was one of those people. I was very conscientious of the way I look. I was very conscientious of photographs of me being taken. I never felt, you know, comfortable in my own skin, but now I do because, and what helped me is bringing my skin back to health and bringing my body back to health. And you mm. and I know skincare is not just a topical condition. It mm. is an inside out condition. What is yes. happening in your body? What is happening in your mind? What is happening in your soul? It all shows up on your skin, right? Yes, yes. We know that. It has to do with how how healthy is your body? What kind of wellness are you carrying around? Also, what kind of love for yourself are you carrying around? Right. And when you have that comfort, when you have that, you see that light just shine from that person because they are just so comfortable being just innately them. They yes. do not care if they're goofy, if they're dorky, <laughs> if they're nerdy, <laughs> they love themselves. And it shows like a light coming from within. And Lavanya comes from the Sanskrit word, which is actually in Sanskrit as Lavanya, but it means inner beauty and grace. And it's that inner light that just comes out. And I wanted that for everybody. Yes, yes. And you're really bringing it out in the most authentic way. I consider this Sanjeevani Bhuti. <laughs> I'm serious. Um, I know that we, you and I both like kind of um, spiritual and mythological kind of references, yeah. but in Ramayana, it was the Panacea that Lakshman had found. And it's, it's essentially that. I feel like because we have that spiritual connection, I think of it as that because it's healed me from the inside out and it's remedied my very aggravated skin. So, you know, my personal account, when uh, Alpha Lady and I, you know, were talking, I had developed eczema out of nowhere. Um, and this was a few months ago. You know, I'm not sure if it was um, caused by stress or hormones or, you know, I, I had been with my parents in Maryland for some time and then came back to New Jersey. So where I was located for a time period, I feel like a lot of different factors were at play. Um, but I met with my primary physician and dermatologist and an allergist. And one thing I noticed was like, none of them got to the root cause. It was like you said, the band-aid. it was just like, okay, we're going to put you on, you know, topical steroids. You're going to take oral steroids and do a whole course of that. And it was just trying to like fix the problem in the fastest way. Um, and I, and it didn't work. That's what was so annoying. It didn't even work. So I do the whole round of steroids, steroids, nothing, you know, it's the, the itchiness on my arms, my legs, um, around my stomach was still there. And sometimes it was inflamed. Sometimes it wasn't, but the, just that itchy sensation from the inside was so uncomfortable. And, um, a lot of times it was at night. And so I just, I couldn't sleep. It kept me up and you sent me a 
big box of the entire line of Lavanya products and said, just try it. So I had the cleanser, I had the elixir, the exfoliating elixir, the high-performing hydrator, the oil, the serum. And so like so many different, very natural and easy to use uh, products from the collection. And what I loved most, especially on those areas where I had the, the rashes was the exfoliating elixir that's here. It just calmed the, I feel like the heat that was emanating, it just soothed it and calmed it down. And then eventually, you know, by the end of the night and into the morning or by day two, it's like, it was gone. All the little bumps were gone. Um, I had them here completely smooth now, completely smooth. Um, And I have before and after photos too. So it was great to, you know, discover how a line like this, that's completely all natural worked. And I didn't have to take anything oral and I didn't have to, you know, like, mess up my body and my gut over something like this. And, um, and this is what I'm using. I can use for my kids forever. So I I can't thank you enough for helping me. Oh, I'm so glad it worked well for you. And, you know, for me, that is like the biggest thing is just hearing like a good experience from, you know, a customer that's authentic and that you got to a place of healing where, you know, you're happy in your skin. Yes, And, you know, when you get there, it's for me, like, you know, for me, like, I love that. Like that just hits my heart. Right. Like for me, it's all about the, that's why you're in it. (laughs) That's why you're in this business. That's what sets you apart because it's not the extrinsic reasons. It's the intrinsic reasons that drive you. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I I tell you this and I'm going to tell all your followers, you know, when you become a Lavanya client, you not only have access to the Lavanya products, you have access to me. So please use me. My only job is to get you to healthy skin. Once I get you there, great. You're on your own. (laughs) You'll be fine. Yeah, I know. You can, yeah, the the maintenance, the ongoing stuff. Yeah. Other than like, well, once in a while you get a flare up or something. Yeah. Then you'll be texting me or calling you and say, what do I do? (laughs) Right. But yes, you know, I am here and, you know, I want to be the hand holding you or helping you through this journey. And I don't want people to feel like they're alone because I get it. You know, I've been there. I didn't just create like a line to make money. I created a line, you know, to help people heal. And for me, it was number, yes, about the ingredients, about the safety first and foremost. Right. And I want to get you to where you're, you're happy in your skin. And for me, what I feel is the only way I can get you to where you're happy in your skin. It's not a, a quick let me just make you look good today. I want to get you to healthy skin because when your skin is healthy, it's going to stay good and it's going to behave for you when you need it to behave. Yes. And for the most part, it's it's going to stay well. I'm not going to say you're not going to, I have bad days too. And when mm-hmm. I have a bad day, I have to take a pause and say, all right, what is it my body's trying to tell me? Right. What is it it needs? And so Vanika will tell you. So sometimes my instructions come with, okay, make sure you juice every day. Make sure you're getting the reason. Yes, that's what I love is that you assessed the nutrition behind it as well. And none of the doctors did that where you said, you know, this is inflammation that's um, kind of presenting itself on these parts of your body. And so you have to make sure you're eating anti-inflammatory foods. 
And so I actually went on an Ayurvedic diet during the eczema flare-ups that I had. So I was eating the kitchen and I was eating, you know, having foods that had um, healthy in it and um, things that were just anti-inflammatory that I needed, you know? And so I think all of those compounded efforts is what got rid of it. And you can't just try to fix the problem with one thing. You have to like, it's a multi-pronged approach. Absolutely. Absolutely. I do not believe in that. I don't believe in, you know, throwing down $500 for like skincare products in the hopes of changing your skin. And that's all you do. Right. You can't just do that. Right. No, right. you have to look at your hydration. You have to look at your nutrition. You also have to look at your activity. What else is going on in your life? How is stress playing a part? You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Again, all of these things. And one thing people have to understand, and I think it's taken up a, a backseat. Skincare has become a cosmetic thing, right? Yes. A just looking good thing. Yeah. And it's it shouldn't be. Skincare is first and foremost healthcare. Right. It is first and foremost your wellness. And it plays right. a direct role with your overall wellness. And right. you can't just slap on products and not take care of yourself from the inside. You won't yes. get the results you're gonna that that are gonna last, number one. And you might be happy for like, you know, the first day or so, but I want you happy forever. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, tell us a little bit about the range of products because each one yeah. has a very specific use. They do. And, you know, the first product we came out with was the exfoliating elixir. <laughs> and it's so funny because, because it was the first product we came out with. It, it sort of became a kitchen sink. I have to say, like, even me looking back on this, I'm like, what was I thinking? Like, what did I do? I pretty much threw everything, you know, I would get so excited, right? I threw it all in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I mean, the, How, the formula works. Um, yes. Yeah. So the elixir was first, then what kind yeah. of was the evolution? So, so yeah, the elixir is first. And the reason being, because the elixir will exfoliate, which is something that is so necessary. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the you know, the next one that came out was the hydrator. I'm all about layering products. So you'll also see a lot of common ingredients coming throughout, you know, guava, I love turmeric, I love, and yeah. I like to layer these products together. So the way I see it is the exfoliator elixir hydrator work like beautifully. I call it like the dynamic duo, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, the elixir is going to resurface your skin and get it ready to accept and absorb all those vitamins, the antioxidants, the peptides, and then the high-performance hydrator is really going to hydrate your skin. It's going to moisturize. It's also going to give you that layer of protection over your skin. And I include ingredients that give you some sun protection. Not enough for SPF, I always tell people. But uh -huh. I always add those things in because why not have a little extra so that you're not getting that hyperpigmentation. You're right. not getting that melasma. You're not getting you know, those dark spots that you don't want from sun damage. And after that, we created finally the wash, the hydrator. I, I really wanted just like a simple gel cleanser that was not going to strip out, dry out your skin. I really wanted it to feel like, okay, my skin is clean, but it doesn't feel dry or tight. Yeah. And so of course we put, you know, glycolic acid in it. We put amla, guava, pine bark. I love my botanicals. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, the last product in that, what I call my high performing line is the nourishing face oil. And this has become my favorite, favorite product. I think it's because 
you know, the base is beautiful with, you know, squalene and red raspberry, but it's because of the saffron, the turmeric, the date, the witch hazel, you know, it's those unique um, combinations of botanicals that really make it luxurious and different and give you that wow glow that everyone's looking for. Wow. Yes. Yes. I couldn't agree more. I want to delve into like parenting advice because there is a ritual that you share with your family that's so special and it keeps you connected to nature. So share that with the audience because I think they'll want to yeah. do something similar. You know, we we really, um, I think our spiritual path has really bonded us as a family together, you know, obviously all the experiences have. But for, I, I feel like more for my kids and my family, it was the change that I underwent, you know? So it was like, I went from, yes, I was always mom and I was always that, right? Mm-hmm. But I was also, I, I, I became weak at times and I would be in a hospital bed or I would always be tired or in pain or something. Through this evolution, they've seen me blossom in a way that, I mean, I see it in their eyes, you know, and I see God, just the reflection from them. And it's just so beautiful. And, you know, so through this spiritual journey, you know, we, we do meditation every day. We do puja every day. And one thing I asked my kids to do, which I felt was important, you know, we, we do our puja. Yes. But I said, you know, I always, I've always felt a deep connection to the earth always. And I, I always felt like we as humans don't do enough to give back to the earth, to protect the earth, and to appreciate the earth. And that's something I wanted my children to realize. So when they're doing their puja, I also ask them to water a plant, a tree, a bush, something. And it's their way to connect. And they I will they will sometimes see me outside after I water. I'll be going around and giving energy to the bushes or Mm. I'll be hugging a tree. And when they water the bush or tree or plant, I ask them to thank, thank the bush or the tree or the plant because it's giving us the oxygen that we live on and breathe on. Right. And we have such an intense synergy with the earth that most of us don't recognize, understand and accept. And if we learn to accept it, I mean, the earth can give us energy when we need it. And we should also reciprocate in turn and give it energy and love when it needs it too. And it's a way for them to understand that our connection to this earth, which is our home, is so intense. And please give back. Please love it. And thank it for giving you your oxygen every day. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. So beautiful. So beautiful. And it's a tradition that we've started now as a family, which we love. Yeah. Do you have a moment in time where you trusted your mom's sense? And you know, it's, there's many instances. Yeah. So many, (laughs) so many. And, you know, that's, again, I think, you know, when I first became a pediatrician, you go by the book and you treat Mm. your patients by the book. And it's so funny, I used to tell my patients, I didn't really become the pediatrician I was meant to become until I became a mom. Because that's when I realized, throw the book out. Yes, yes. Throw the damn book out, you know? Yes, yeah. Lead with your intuition, your heart. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's one thing I've always told. And that's one thing I taught all my parents before I left. I said, trust your intuition, trust your gut more than anything else in the world. You know your child better than anyone else. And you have a bond that nobody else has. Why? Because that child grew in you. (laughs) Right, right. You have a connection and you have been given this intuition to protect that child, just like every other species, you know, just like every other species, you know, the mother always has that instinct and it knows to trust that instinct. It's, Mm. it's only in humankind that we doubt ourselves, right? That we think, oh, well, that person's more educated. Maybe they know more. I have told some of my parents, I don't care who it is. I don't care if he's the chief of the freaking hospital. (laughs) Right, right. You trust yourself. If you think something is wrong, you trust your gut. So my son had meningitis (laughs) and I had been in and out of the hospital for months. And of course, all the doctors thought I was being a hypochondriac because I'm a pediatrician and a mom. And I had to really learn to trust myself. And I knew what was wrong and I knew what he needed. And I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. Finally, they did what I asked and he was better the next day. You know, that was just validation for me. I did the right thing. I have to go with my gut. And I tell all the parents that, especially the moms, trust your gut. You know your child better than anyone else. Yes. Let's not forget our quote of the day. Is there a quote that you live by? I don't know that it's a quote, but if there's one thing I would say about me and how I live my life anyway, I love greatly and deeply always. That's wonderful. That's exactly how to live. It's now time for Mom Hall when we share products we love. And Mom Hall, is there, you know, a gadget or a product that you are loving right now that you want to share? Yeah, you know what? So I want to share this new app that I really was just recently introduced to. It's called A Billion. And it's a new app that allows you to discover and review vegan brands, businesses, and products from around the world. They're they're really, really early in their stages, but they're aiming to encourage a movement towards plant-based living. And their vision is to have at least a billion people committed to plant-based living by 2030. So of course, this is a mission I can really get behind. Plus they donate 1% back to impactful charities and causes all the time. And so, you know, I'm really spending a lot of time on there. I'm really loving it. I'm hoping they grow and I hope they're successful in their vision. Nice. And lastly, where can my listeners find you? Oh, they can find us everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) First and foremost, go to the website, www.lavanya.com. Of course, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Our handle is at Lavanya Beauty. We love hearing from people. We love getting questions. We do a series every other week called Ask the Doctor. So every Monday, we ask everybody out there, if you have a specific skincare question, query, concern about yourself, ask it. And by Friday, I will post the answer. Everyone gets an answer. And, you know, we're here to help and educate. So please use us. And um, you can also email us at team at lavanya.com. And remember, we're always here for you. Thank you, Alpa Didi, Dr. Alpa. It's been a pleasure to have you on. And your journey, um, your life journey is remarkable. And the fact that 
Lavanya was born from that makes it even more meaningful. And I'm so excited for the audience to get to know you better and what you've created. Oh, thank you so much. And I've had such a great time and I'm so, so happy you're loving the, the line. That's Total Mom Sense.